0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports Focused on Football Premier Betting uh, podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Fantastic, thank you, Peter. Is it
1: true that I'm speaking to you more often than your good lady at the moment? Yeah,
0: I think so, yes. (laughs) It's relentless, mate, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I I was surprised. Actually, I I, I sort of, you know, just get on with it. I don't really sort of look at sort of dates as such, but I'm surprised that we've got these midweek fixtures and there's about eight or seven or eight of them, isn't there? Seven fixtures this midweek.
1: Yeah, there's seven and there's been a line move in the game tonight as I'm looking at the screen just now, Peter. Oh, Uh, Wolves plus one and a half Yeah Ooh. Incredible We are recording live We're talking live moves As they speak people
0: Yep Right, well, we'll make a start then. Uh, Man City Wolves, uh, recent uh City have won one, Wolves have won one. Uh, at home to mid table sides, City's record is very good, really. One nine drawn, one lost naught, coming for a two one victory. At home to West Ham, Wolves away at top six sides. One two drawn, two lost six, coming off a of one old draw away at Newcastle. Man City, they've won their last 14 Premier League matches. That's you know, a great run, really. Wolves unbeaten in five Premier League matches, so they're they've uh, you know shown a little bit of resilience. There was some small value Wolves plus one and three quarters. I think that has gone now plus one and a half. Yeah, this is uh, 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 I think the lines correct here in this game.
1: Well, you may have heard me clicking in the background, folks. That was me taking a little bit of Man City minus one and a half, not for small stakes, but this line opened at minus two. And my initial sort of uh, thoughts yesterday when my column went up was last season, Wolves plus two, where the line open would be a fantastic bet. They can't score though, Pete. They really struggle to create and take chances these days. Now, they had 53% of the ball away to Newcastle on Saturday evening, were only able to score one goal. I sense the possession stats in this game will be below 35%, maybe maybe even below 30%. So if you can only score one ball and one goal with roughly 50% of the ball against a, a relatively poor side like Newcastle, how are they going to do this away at City? How are they going to score? City have kept 15 clean sheets in their 26 Premier League games this season. It's not the old city that you think, well, well you know, they, they might score three, but they might concede one. I quite like Man City to win to nil. We can get that above seven to ten now. The line's trended down from minus two to minus one and three quarters to minus one and a half. I'm happy here, Pete, just just to take a little bit of Man City, based purely on the fact I'd be very surprised if Wolves score.
0: Burnley, Leicester next. Uh, Burnley have got a good record in this match. They've won three of the last four, with Leicester winning the other one. At uh, home to top six sides, Burnley's record reads 1 2, drawn 1, lost 7. They can kind offer a 4 0 defeat away at Spurs. Leicester away at bottom half sides. 1 4, drawn 3, lost 3. Can kind offer 3 1 defeats at home to Arsenal. Burnley, they've drawn their last three home matches. Leicester's away for them this season. Very good. 1 9, drawn 3, lost 1. The, the line opened up. Uh, plus three quarters Burnley, where they offered some value, but I think it's a bit of even now. It's very strange to be opposing an away side with a 9-3-1 record, really.
1: Well, I think it's based purely on injuries, the way this line move has gone down, Pete, because we saw um, another critical injury at the weekend for Leicester. They're now having to make do with with sort of three key players Um I was hoping that Spurs were just going to continue raining goals in when that goal line uh, was at uh, three quarters in Burnley's favour for this game on, on Sunday afternoon. I was hoping Spurs were going to run up six or seven. But sadly, the bookmakers have adjusted. And quite rightly, um, they've, they're they looking to take Leicester money here. Um, I'm not sure Leicester have the depth in quality of squad um to be justified being half a goal favourites now away from home. They are really struggling. They've got bare bones, if not in their starting 11, definitely on the bench. We all know that Burnley have very short memories. We've seen them time and time again get hammered or beaten quite convincingly in Premier League games against the better opposition. Then suddenly next game it's like they wake up and have completely forgotten that they get hammered. I'm happy here, Pete, to take Burnley plus a half. Obviously not as Delighted as I would have been taking them plus three quarters. But I think in a week, a midweek card where there's minimal value, I think a little bit of Burnley. Plus half isn't the worst bet you'll make.
0: Sheffield United, Villa next. Uh, Sheffield United have won one. There's been no draws. Villa won, uh, sorry, no no away wins. Sheffield United at home to mid table sides, one two drawn, one lost seven, come off a two nil defeat at home to Liverpool. Villa away at bottom six sides, one three drawn, two lost five, come off a very good one nil victory away at Leeds. Sheffield United, they've lost their last four Premier League matches. They're all, but they're, well, they're obviously down now, really. Um, uh, Villa pretty good away seven points from the last three away matches however despite the way you know Sheffield United's woes I think there's there's a little bit of value backing them plus half a goal but whether you'd pull the trigger on that is a different matter
1: I actually think the outright Peter just under three to one doesn't look the worst value no, to me for no. United in this game now Villa have got 23 points away from home this season one seven drawn two lost four the line opened minus a quarter It's now minus a half. I think the people who have backed Villa in this spot probably looked at the same longer-term trend that I did because over the last five full seasons, bottom six finishing sides have gone 140, 115 to 135 against non-top six finishing teams. Now, who knows where Villa were going to finish? Could be seventh, could be 13th. We don't know. But what we do know is that they're not going to finish in the top six. So on this... Um, half a goal line. It's still suggesting. Um, well, it was suggesting a little bit of value for Villa minus the uh, the quarter, but now it's certainly um, towards Sheffield United here. I mean, what's? Let me just quickly do the stats. What's two hundred and fifty five plays hundred and thirty five on this half a goal line? I think. You can be brave, though, Pete. I I can't see Sheffield United United win far too many games not to find a way to win one of them occasionally. And I just think this could be one of them.
0: Yeah, I I certainly don't think Villa are are off any value. That's for certain.
1: Well, are are Villa going to blow them away? No. Are they going to win three or four? I wouldn't have thought so. Now, they've done that. uh, I think they, they obviously beat Liverpool ridiculously. They beat Arsenal heavily away from home. But when they play teams in and around them, the teams that they're expected to sort of be in close games with, they have close games. So, yeah, I'd be happy to take Sheffield United here plus a half. But as you say, very difficult to trust a team bottom of the table, isn't it?
0: Palace-Man United next. Uh, Man United won four of the away uh, matches. There's been one draw. At home to top six sides, as we know, Palace's record's not great. one not drawn two, lost eight. Come off a nil-nil draw at home to Fulham. Man United away at mid-table sides. One-four, drawn four, lost two. Coming off a 0-0 draw away at Chelsea. Palace, their home record this season, one-four, drawn four, lost five. Very mixed. United away, obviously, pretty good. One-eight, drawn five, lost naught. Is just suggesting good value here, Palace, but you just sort of get the feeling, you know. I, I think the value is with Palace, but again, I, I, I'm not going to pull the trigger on this one because I, I get the feeling that they're going to lose the game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, ne-
0: it's never good if you think you're only going to.
1: Your best case scenario is a half win. I mean, United are unbeaten in 20 away games now, and in the Premier League to do that over a full calendar season, it is pretty incredible. Now, the interesting thing here is United's record at Sellers Park has been really, really good. They've scored, sorry, they've won each of the last four trips and they've scored at least twice in all four of those games. Now, I think we can both agree if United score twice on Wednesday night, they're probably going to win the game. They've conceded just twice in their last six away games. So not only are they going to a ground where they tend to score at least twice, they're in resilient form away from home in, in defence. They kept a clean sheet at Stamford Bridge. Admittedly, it would be a very different game to what they encountered at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. It's not very often, Pete, these days that I lay goals on the road, especially over a full goal. But I have to say, if this was one of the games, it would certainly be one that I would be interested in taking because, as you say, I don't see Man United losing this game and I certainly see them winning it.
0: Fulham Spurs next Spurs won the last meeting of the two sides uh, at Craven Cottage at home to top half sides Fulham's record reads 1-1 drawn 3 lost 6 they come off a 0-0 draw away at Palace Spurs away at bottom six sides 1-5 drawn 3 lost 2 come off that good 4-0 victory at home to Burnley Fulham they have drawn 10 of their last 14 matches that you know that I think I think at the end of the season they'll be looking at they they'll be wishing they could have converted some of those draws into wins Spurs lost their last three away however despite losing those last three away around the ratings are suggesting some very good value Spurs or good value Spurs but again I, it, you, can you really trust them this is the, this is the problem here the thing with Spurs in my opinion Pete can we change
1: our opinion on Spurs based on just one result now I think we've both been in this game long enough to say no We'd like to see more of a sample size of Gareth Bale being sort of almost sort of back to his best or fully integrated. But the flip side of that is if you take too long in evaluating a team's progression and a change in performance and mindset, you can lose out a lot of value. The one thing I would say about this game, I didn't watch any football, Pete, on Sunday. I had a bit of a day off after a mammoth day on Saturday of watching games. And I'm pleased I didn't, because I think if I'd have watched that Spurs-Burnley game and seen with my own eyes what I've heard, how Gareth Bale played and how Spurs looked in the final third. I think I would have all have been all over Spurs here. Now, the line's trended from minus a quarter to minus a half. I wish I'd taken some of that minus a quarter. Sadly, at this lower price point, I think the value, the trustworthy value has gone, Pete. If you could still get Spurs minus a quarter... I think we'd be all over this with the risk-reward, with that little bit of insurance factored in on the quarter goal. Now, with it being a half a goal, with Fulham being such a draw specialist, with the uncertainty about whether that was just a one-off flash in the pan for Spurs on Sunday, I think I'm going to have to leave this alone.
0: Yes, I mean, like you said, that it is it is about the risk reward, which we may get on to later. West Brom, Everton next. Uh, West Brom one 0 There's been one draw. Everton two victories. Uh, West Brom at home to top half sides one one drawn four lost five. Car one nil victory, in a much needed one nil victory at, uh, against Brighton at home. Everton away at bottom six sides one five drawn two lost three. Car for one nil victory at home to Southampton. West Brom unbeaten in three. But, however, Everton's last eight away games, very good. 1-6, drawn two. Some value, small value Everton here. I think it's a reasonable bet, but I'm not going to be playing it. But I think it's reasonable. I'm a little bit perplexed, Peter,
1: because Everton are 1.9, I think, off the minus half a goal line. Last weekend, Brighton were priced minus a half yeah, that's, for the yeah, same change to the Hawthorns. Now, a quick check of the league table and Everton are 17 points ahead of Brighton, yet they're still being shown the same level of respect by the bookmakers and we saw in that game, despite West Brom winning the game 1-0 and I was quite pleased that we had a, a winning bet for the podcast as I advised West Brom plus a half. It was a bit lucky, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, they had about 15 goals ruled out. They had about seven penalties saved, Brighton. I mean, it it could have been about 10-1. It wasn't. And then you you factor in, if Brighton had have won that game, would this line be minus three quarters? Probably. And they, they should have done. Everton had a good win last night against Southampton. The return of Alan, the Brazilian midfielder, is really important to me. He's that... Um, sort of shield that sits in front of the back four and really sort of gives gives them a bit more defensive solidity. The only thing, Pete, that concerns me is that their record away from home is fantastic. I mean, what are they? They've won eight, drawn two, lost two. The two defeats, though, have been at Newcastle and Southampton. So they can be a little bit hit and miss. You know, if those two defeats had come at Man City and Man United or Man City and. I don't know, Liverpool, you won't have a problem back in Everton here minus half a goal, but it's just those two defeats against the lesser opponents that concern me, Pete, and actually stop me from pulling the trigger.
0: Finally, Liverpool, Chelsea on Thursday night. Uh, recent head to head, Liverpool are 1 2. There's been three draws, Chelsea 0. To own to top six sides, Liverpool's record's good. 1 8 drawn, 1 lost, 1 cup for 2 0 victory away at Sheffield United. Chelsea away at top six sides, little bit of an Achilles heel, it has been recently. 1 0, drawn 2, lost 8, come for 0 0, draw at Owens and Man United. Liverpool lost four of their last five Premier League matches. Chelsea uh, 1 2 drawn, one of their last three away. My races suggesting some very good value uh, back in the Champions here, and I think this may be worth the risk versus Ward minus a quarter of a goal. I don't see them. The Liverpool have got to start waking up now in this in this Premier League if they're going to finish in the top four, unless they put all their eggs into the Champions League basket, which is going to be very very tricky. I would I would suggest, but yeah, this this is great value really. I I, I just. You know, this is this is what I call reasonable risk versus reward. I think this is a better one than the than the, than the you know than, than back in Spurs or, or or Everton away. You know, I I don't see Liverpool losing this game. They'll probably go on now to lose two or three nil. But it's, uh, <laughs> but yes, I I think this is reasonable.
1: They've scored just once in their last five home games, Pete. If you take a longer term view you Are getting the opportunity to back a team of minus a quarter who have won 42 and drawn five of their last 51 home games. So, from a risk reward perspective, it's a fantastic bet. If you shorten that to a, as you, you know, what I'm yeah. going to say here, a short term trend, they've lost their last yeah. four. And Chelsea seemed to be reinvigorated by Thomas Tuchel. But again, in the podcast last time out, I asked, I, I set that question of what have they actually done under the two cup. they've now covered one line in seven fully covered one line that spurs home win because they were quarter goal favorites against um, manchester united last weekend we took chelsea uh, sorry took manchester united plus a quarter of a goal just a half win but a win nevertheless i think this will be a really enjoyable and excellent game to watch i think it'll be really interesting in terms of what happens I'm not sure, Pete, that I can trust Liverpool here. Um, I was impressed by the manner of their win on Sunday night at at Sheffield United to go to Bramwell Lane and fully cover that line. I think that, and to keep a clean sheet, I think that was important. But uh, the last four games, Pete, have got beat. And it's not, again, it's who they got beat by. They got beat by Brighton and Burnley and Everton. Everton haven't won there since the 1990s, had they, until last week. So but but again maybe this is a game they can get up for Yes. And that and that's and that's another thing we need to factor in now. These teams who Liverpool have something to play for, European qualification, but they haven't got the big prize. So there may be only certain types of games that they're able to lift their level of performances for. This could be one. Yeah, of I them. mean
0: right, so we'll, 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 we'll wrap this up now. But this is really relentless, isn't it? This schedule is is relentless. And I think this is where we're
1: Look, talk about talk about players going down injured, Pete. I think us analysts might have to have a yeah, few I fitness mean, it,
0: tests. I it, it, it can and you've got to be very, very careful. I mean, some of these lines I'm a little bit surprised about. Under normal circumstances, I'd be back in Palace plus one and a quarter. I think I'd I'd, I'd definitely you know Sheffield United look reasonable. I think uh, I think avoiding Villa, but but definitely for me, it's got to be Liverpool minus a quarter. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to look at anything else. I'm going to go with that.
1: I mean, I think we also have to be very mindful, Pete, of information. and Knowledge is power. I, I think that line move in the Man City Wolves game is possibly information that's leaked out somehow, um, possibly with regard to the Man City lineup because. Who in their right mind, Pete, is going to bet Man City down from minus two goal favourites at home to minus one and yeah. a half? Yeah. I mean, how many games have they been in a row? I, I can understand the line not going up and maybe, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, people taking a little bit of Wolves and it might come down to one and three quarters, but a half goal is a massive move. To me, that suggests that Man City may have a drastically Different lineup to the one that we expect, but their second eleven's not bad. And Wolves, I'm not sure where Wolves are on Saturday. Let me have a quick look. They're there at Villa on Saturday, so maybe Wolves a relentless campaign. As you say, they may even do some internal switching themselves. So I'm not actually going to have a bet, to be honest, Pete. I mean, I, I will suggest three that I quite like, which is Man City minus one and a half. Spurs to get the job done at Fulham and Burnley plus a half goal but in terms of official selections Pete, I'm, I'm not going to have any this midweek I think, and I think that's important as well for people to realise, they don't have to bet every game every week it's relentless, we've got so many opportunities there's a listen to the League 2 podcast, Personally person I feel much more comfortable and confident betting in League 2 this midweek than in the Premier League because I think unless you know the psyche of the teams, at this stage of the season, now I think we
0: might start yeah, getting a bit Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree with you there. It, it, it is. I'll tell you one thing. It, it, it is interesting, though. I mean, you know, like, like, looking at the table, there's only twelve games now to go in the Premier League, isn't there? That that season has flown by, really.
1: It has. Yes. It has. But it's been hard work,
0: and and if it's hard work for us who are
1: just watching it. You've got these these lads, yes, they're professional footballers, but they're playing, they're training, they're flying here, there and everywhere, they're not getting many days off. I can now see why I've been hearing things about players struggling to get up for games in empty stadiums. The crowd used to be the fuel that kept them players going when they were feeling tired and, and feeling ready to sort of jack it in. Empty stadiums, Pete... It, I, I think there's going to be a lot of teams in the middle of each division. Whatever division you look at in the league, if they're playing in empty stadiums, you've really got to try and figure out the mindset of the teams and what they're looking to do long-term. It's,
0: you know, and also, well, um, I think it's going to tail off slightly, isn't it, over the next few weeks? I think we've got a European, we've got a European, well, the European week. That's not going to help matters. But, you know, we have an international week, don't we, in a couple of weeks' time. And then I think it's sort of, levels itself out until mid-May, but obviously then they've got the Euros, haven't they?
1: I mean, it's... Um, look, we, we all go to work. We all have problems in our day jobs and we have very little sympathy for footballers who are paid a lot of money uh, to perform and live very lavish lifestyles. But, you know, you, the human body is the human body. And, yeah, I mean... <sighs> It's survival of the fittest, really, and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw. I know we we see some of the some of the, <clears throat> some of the bigger teams struggling at the moment, uh, or not say struggling, but I think that the cream will rise to the top again, Pete. I think the likes of Spurs and Liverpool and Chelsea will probably all get above Leicester, Everton, West Ham by the time the end of the season. Close because I think it. Yeah, it's, it's hard work. Well, and it's at the interesting,
0: minute. isn't it? Down the lower league. Look how many games they've got to play. They're playing Tuesday, to the Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday every week at the minute, aren't they? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean my Lincoln team. But um, God knows how many we're going to have on the bench tonight. It wouldn't surprise me if we only. Yes, three that, or this four is
0: where they, the if, you, if you tonight. if you've got a decent squad and you can stay fit, you've got a chance, haven't you? But it is that is tough, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was listening to uh, the Cambridge manager speaking um, at the weekend after their win at Port Vale, which I won't plug us too much, but we did tip that one up on the podcast. But he was talking, because they asked him why he made a certain change um, to the starting lineup because they they played really well. And he said, I just needed to make sure this player, when we need him in a few weeks' time, because we will do, because somebody will be suspended or somebody will be injured, he can't have gone four or five weeks without playing. So, teams lower down, the, the leagues aren't even picking their strongest team because they understand further down the line they're going to need everybody. And all of a sudden, if you suddenly have to bring four or five players in who haven't played for a month, you're, well, there's no hope of you winning that game. So, there's squad rotation and management going right. on all over the place. Well, we'll
0: be uh, rotating and whatever. Well, I mean, rotating. I don't know when we're going to be doing these next podcasts. I think we'll be doing what? Shall we all, we'll be doing a League One, won't we? Probably Thursday night and then a, uh, the Premier League Friday, probably.
1: Yeah, I've got nothing else better to do. The pub's closed, Pete, so we'll, uh, we'll meet Thursday yeah. night for yeah, a League Two sounds special, good plan,
0: shall we? Right, everybody, um, good luck on the midweek fixtures and we shall speak to you on Thursday.
1: Best of luck, everybody.